Hey, and welcome to the Flophouse Mini, the new thing we're trying, kind of a little Flophouse snack in between full episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're still kind of figuring out what it is, although one thing that it might be is people on Twitter suggesting topics to us. Not, not, Not so much questions like on letters, but just sort of something maybe they want us to talk about. Uh-huh. And uh, so if you're interested in that, tweet at us, at the Flophouse Pod. Yeah, um, that's correct. This time, there's a Twitter user whose name is Chris Larstone. He got in touch and he said, can you look at why movies do not understand basic jobs? Actually, he said, next, can you look at why movie do not understand basic jobs? Wow. So that's singular. I don't Burn. know if he means a specific movie. <laughs> uh, Chris, you got to be more specific. But... Uh, <laughs> I asked him, what any particular jobs, movies you have in mind? And he said, office work and retail. And something you see a lot in movies is people who work in stores or offices not really doing a lot of work, but having kind of endless time off. And the one that struck out to me was Empire Records, the movie where this record store, which is enormous, it's a huge store, Mm -hmm. and it employs a small army of teens, and they spend most of their time hanging out on the roof, flirting with each other. Yeah, or like they dance at one point. Aren't they going on a business, though? And they are going. Actually, it makes a lot of sense. They are going out of business, and you're like, "Yeah, fire some of these kids who are not working." You know. Yeah, I, they're going to be replaced by what? I guess the point is like it's a soulless corporate job, uh-huh. and I think that they're all angry that this job will make them actually work. I think that's kind of the implication of why they don't want to be replaced. Yeah, they're kind of like a, like a Lost Boys thing. They never want to grow up. Yeah. Sort of thing. I mean, office jobs in movies. I think that the the thing about them is they just are always the least specific and most vague about what's going on. They're like, oh, I, you have to finish the Jenkins file this weekend. I've got the big file I need to work on, or like mm-hmm. the big presentation, and it's yeah. never... Yeah, I've got to land the Corson account. Yeah. And, it's and, what, like, and what is that? Is that a company that makes shoes, or like <laughs> children's jumpers, or do they make medical supplies, or is that a person, or is that a city that you have to go to mm-hmm. explain more movie but yeah they also have they have to make presentations and the presentations are often uh, about marketing i guess yeah i mean what i find more than i i, I hate to sort of steer it in a different direction than the, the topic we've been given mm-hmm. but what i find more in movies is like movies seem very focused on a small pool of uh of of jobs like Everyone's uh-huh. either an architect, or they work at a magazine, or they work yeah. in publishing in general. And I think, were they in, is... in advertising a lot? A lot of yeah. advertising people in the movies. And mm-hmm. I think this is because sometimes they're American ninjas. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, yeah. And often they're they're hitmen or mercenaries or uh, or Ghostbusters. Well, yeah. okay, let's put those aside for a moment. The ones that I'm talking. Can you about believe them. it's like it's like oh, I saw a movie once about space cowboys, and it was like this movie does not understand what it's like to be a space cowboy at all. Uh. They barely lassoed any uh, asteroids. But um, no, I, what I want to say is like screenwriters, I think because they work in a creative field, they think that the only important work is work that is creative. And so they, they have these like sort of like glamour industries like publishing that they know that people understand enough that they will get what this person's job is but don't understand enough about that they actually have to do any research to make it accurate oh maybe it's like how john all all john carpenter's characters are like you know on a arctic base or (laughs) Uh, or in a weird old church researching the devil or Or mars or they're a team (laughs) of uh vatican vampire killers (laughs) the best one (laughs) best job (laughs) how do you get that Uh, job 
uh, as a va- Vatican vampire killer? Yeah, yeah, you gotta go to school for it, right? I mean, I, you gotta do an internship, right? Or have a is, rec- really strong recommendation. Is James yeah. Woods a priest in that movie? Uh, like, yes, I think he is. So I guess that you get that job by being like a priest that's just too badass for like normal services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wear jeans too often to yeah. mass. <laughs> so, so, so the so what you're saying here, the implication is that James Woods was a regular priest with a parish and everything. Yeah, uh-huh. and he was just too. They were getting the Vatican was getting complaints. They were like, our local priest is too badass. Yeah, he has and, got too much leather on. Yeah, yeah, too and which is a big thing because. Uh, Leather is sinful, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, uh, this isn't a Ramstein concert, dude. <laughs> you can't wear a, a black leather cassock everywhere you go. Uh, and so the Pope probably called him in and was like, James Woods, can you uh, can you come into my office, please? Say it in a funnier accent. Uh, so, uh, well, which Pope is it? Is it the current Pope? Is it Pope Benedict? You this know, would have been when... This would have been when John Paul II was still Pope. So uh-huh. he's like, uh, so he's got a Polish accent, which I can't really do, but I'll just do a general Eastern European. He's like, uh, James Woods, uh, James Woods, uh, come into my uh, office, uh, please. And uh, <laughs> he's also Dracula. That's the ironic thing, is it turns out the end that the Pope is the big uh, I mean, yeah. That's the which twist kind of, I wasn't expecting. Which, which is the twist at the end of Vampires, is it turns out one of the priests is a vampire. Uh-huh. But and it they, also, but, I mean, that's a highly critical take on the uh, on the Catholic Church, though I don't say I disagree with it. <laughs> so, so, so the Pope is like, hey, uh, James Woods, uh, come on in. I'm just going to make him Italian. He's yeah, I mean, that's and, my philosophy. Like, even though the last several Popes have not been Italian, <laughs> a, like a comical Italian accent is the best one for a Pope. Okay, so let's go with it. So, how about I'll be the Pope, and okay. uh, Stuart, you're a cool dude. You be James Woods, and Dan, you be the guy who's there because he made the complaint about James Woods. Okay, uh, uh, James Woods, uh, come in to my uh, my, my uh, holy office. I got a, a complaint here from a parishioner. Hey, do I have to sit down or can I just stand next to this jukebox? <laughs> See, this uh, is this is the kind of thing that I'm worried about because you know he brought this jukebox with him to the Vatican. And that's the kind of stuff he's been pulling in mass. Well, it's, no, the real problem is that that is a Vatican a jukebox, but it goes in the rec room oh, uh, no. where the where the Pope has his break, and he moved it into this office, which I do not appreciate. And uh, I, t- I took out all the church music and just put in a single of the song "Taking Care of Business," <laughs> which again is a, is a rocking song, but it's not appropriate really for this one because uh, uh, "Taking Care of Business" is about our earthly things, and uh, we're supposed to be about the spiritual things. But uh, you, uh, Dan McCoy, same name because uh, again, you could be Catholic with that name. Uh, Dan McCoy, uh, what can you talk, speak to why are you unhappy about a uh, Father Woods? Well, I mean, number one, he... Don't talk about my politics. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's a big problem I have with James Woods, the person, but uh, James uh, the Woods... Pope would be like, the Pope would be like, no, he's a dead straight on that. That's a good stuff. Okay. That's a good boss. Continue. Uh, um... And when I say that's a good boss, I'm talking to God, of course. He's my boss. I got to talk to my boss, too. Look, we all, each of us, we got the people we work for. So uh, continue, Dan. So my problem with this priest, among other things, is he uh, pulls out an electric guitar in the middle of Mass and does some hot licks. And we all know that when you have a guitar in Mass, it should be an acoustic guitar singing songs no one wants to hear. And also, you know, he just, you know, he takes a little swig of tequila every once in a while instead of communion wine. Every t- I, Every time I give a sermon, I look out into the audience and I look for the one person who's not getting off, and then I make sure I get them off. You yeah, know I mean? using words like "get off" uh, in church is one of my major problems. I will say none of this is a strictly by the Vatican a handbook. Uh, let's take a. If you guys could, take James, if do you have your copy of the handbook with you as you're supposed to have at all times? I used all the pages to roll up and make doobies. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, now again, that's a that's an infraction. Uh, not so much of the doobies, but uh, mutilating <laughs> the book. Yeah, also is, one of my problems. It is a holy text, so you know you gotta you gotta treat it with respect. One of my problems with uh, this priest too is. Um, He's cool, but he's kind of a generic cool guy who just likes cool guy stuff. So you want a little bit of more specificity? Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe that uh, will. Okay, well, so I also took that book and I cut out uh, a, th- a thing in the center so I could hide my vampire slaying pistol in uh, it. Okay, that's pretty good. Okay, now th- this is something I want to talk to you about because Fire, uh, fires little bullets filled with holy water. <laughs> I appreciate that you're still a priest, even though you seem to be not that interested in uh, the religion part of it. But uh, we do have a we do have a use for a priest who's kind of like a bad ass. And uh, and has an interest in uh, fighting the vampiros. Uh, so, how would you like to join my uh, secret vampire group? Now, Dan McCoy, you're not supposed to know about this as just a regular lay Catholic. So, maybe cover your ears. Oh no, it's it's fine. I haven't been paying attention to the last few minutes of the conversation. <laughs> okay, that's anyway. a good. Uh, well, at first, I should ask. I just gotta let you know that I only work alone. I'm uh, a lone okay. wolf. <laughs> okay, that's a you're a werewolf. <laughs> well, I guess I'm part of that. I guess I could be. <laughs> okay. I mean, so, I can uh, learn. Uh, will it help me get the job? No, no. It's 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 not really necessary. I was just thinking, werewolves sometimes they hate of vampires anyway. But we also don't like our werewolves. You know, it's it's not a situation where we're happy with either side of the underworld battle. Where whoever wins, we lose. You know. Like I also I also know how to use slack. I wrote that down, but I don't. I can learn it over the weekend if uh, you're uh, offering me oh. a gig. I mean, that was one of the reasons I want to talk to you is I needed someone who understood how to use Slack because we want to have a better team cohesion and communication. But even though I keep trying to get the Cardinals on a Slack, but they keep using their emails to communicate with each other about the vampires. So again, Such a waste Dan, of time. I'm, I hope Dan yes. you're not listening because, again, you're not supposed to know about vampires. Wait, are you a vampire? Uh, like uh, culturally or <laughs> – <laughs> uh, uh, no, I mean like. Well, I guess so. Yes. Is, is any of your heritage a vampire? I mean, culturally, I am a vampire. I uh, don't like wine or garlic, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, I have not been bitten by a member of the undead. So, how did you get into the vampire lifestyle? You know, it's a strange thing to be a culturally vampire, but a religiously Catholic. Well, I mean, okay. I, I honestly, I lied before. I do like garlic and wine quite a bit, but what I but I'm into is you tell him I'm getting a lot of mixed messages from you. Well, Dan. I'm thinking you know, maybe Father Woods, who seems like a pretty cool guy, maybe a good vampire hunter. He's not so bad. I think maybe you're the problem. I just like capes and cowls, you know. So I feel like to Cla- wear one classic vamp move. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this has been very useful. I think talking uh-huh. about. Speaking jobs. of speaking of things that don't get jobs right, I've been watching. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I watch a lot of TV together, and one of the shows we've been watching lately is Stumptown on some TV. So you don't think TV channel? It gets being an unlicensed private investigator. It feels correct. like every single episode they introduce a like a private investigation situation involving a different profession. And they're always wrong. Yeah. Like, they get the bar stuff wrong, restaurant stuff wrong. There's a stripper situation that gets that they get wrong. Like, everything... Is, like, it feels like they've done no research whatsoever, or they've only watched... Like, they've only watched cop shows to in, give them information on how, like, crime works. Yeah. That is one thing I love about crime shows, is there's, like, always a stock group of plots that they have. Yeah. Like... It, it, because there's so many of them, they just have to have like, okay, this one is going to be the one that happens 
uh, as part of like a BDSM like underground kink scene. Mm-hmm. Like we gotta have that one. And so now- we gotta interview a guy that works there. Yeah. And while we're interviewing him, he'll be drying out his BDSM clothes <laughs> on the clothesline. Okay, wait, we're sliding into John Mulaney's Law and Order routine. We can't. Oh, we oh there is. It's we a are? slippery slope to get to that routine, but we gotta. We can't. We can't allow ourselves <laughs> to do that. But uh, I think I think we answered the question of movies and jobs on this one. Yeah. Uh, one last thought. If you want to sure. see a, a, a movie that gets my job and Elliot's former job totally wrong, watch that uh, late night movie with Emma Thompson and Mindy, Mindy Kaling. Way, 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 way bad. Okay. Okay, uh, is, a, seen it, okay so can... is a movie totally wrong about oh, okay. late night comedy cool. writing. All right. Well, I'll tell uh, Mindy that you said that. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, see her. And, and your friend Emma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend, well, not Emma Thompson, but I have another friend named Emma, and I'll just tell her. Yeah, the Jane she's Austen heroine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's when she's not busy matching people up all the time. When we, she needs to realize she's the one who needs to find love in her life, and she does. Emma, starring Emma herself. <laughs> okay, well, I, I I will stop interrupting Elliot when he's trying to end the show, and let's end the show. Let's do it. So. Thank you uh, for your your uh, topic. If anyone else would like to suggest a topic for us to talk about in a Flophouse Mini, please just tweet at the Flophouse Pod, and we'll probably talk around the issue in some way. Uh, and I apologize for my Italian accent. Uh, that was unfortunate. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's I, John. Hodgman of the Judge John Hodgman podcast. And I, Elliot Kalin of the Flophouse podcast. And we've made a whole new podcast, a 12-episode special miniseries called iPodius, in which we recap, discuss, and explore the very famous 1976 BBC miniseries about ancient Rome called I, Claudius. We've got incredible guests such as Gillian Jacobs, Paul F. Tompkins, as well as star of I, Claudius, Sir Patrick Stewart, and his son, non-sir Daniel Stewart. Don't worry, Dan. You'll get there someday. iPodius is the name of the show. Every week for MaximumFun.org for only 12 weeks. Get them at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.